Passport Bros. It turns out this is a real thing. There are African-American men, men of color who are going overseas into different countries to find the woman of their dreams. I don't even know what to say about this, but if you're interested in this topic, let's get on into the podcast. Grab your snack and let's go. Smooches. Welcome to Smooch's Podcast. I'm your host, Antrell. I created the Smooch's Podcast to help inspire, to help empower, and to help you find your true authentic self through storytelling and laughter. So let's get inspired. Let's listen to some good storytelling. And if you're ready, let's get into the podcast. Smooch's! Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Smooch's Podcast. I'm your host, Dentrell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hope your week has gone well. Hope your upcoming week will go well. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Okay, so let's get into things here. Um, I think that I normally get into... Um, the celebrity stuff first. So let's do that because um, this is a conversation. Well, you know what? No, let's reverse it. Let's go into something that's going on in our world today. Um, Listen, I don't know if you guys have heard or I'm I'm pretty sure, um, but if you haven't, in the news, there was a six-year-old boy in Virginia um, who shot his teacher Listen, this story just really blew me away. For one, how in the world does this child know how to use a gun? And then it's just like so crazy to me because this child was able to find the gun as well and bring it to school. This is amazing to me because I feel like as a gun owner, and if you're supposed to be responsible enough to have a gun, and it was indicated that the gun was purchased by the mother, how in the world can you not be responsible enough to put this gun away so that this child does not find it? Because we do know that children are curious. They go around the home searching for things, and um, they find different things that make of that uh, nature um, if it if they're not secured. And um, I was just taken aback by this story. This just lets you know that guns and who they're capable of, not even capable of, people who have guns and become gun owners are just so careless with them. This is I don't know. This gun thing is just really crazy to me. I feel like if you are going to be a gun owner, you want to be responsible enough to carry the weapon uh, securely, have it in your home, and um, you have to be responsible. And this is just reckless to me. Um, so this boy bought the gun in school, and um, 
they're saying it was intentionally done. <sighs> this just blows me away. So the teacher was wounded. Thank God she nothing really seriously happened to her because that in itself would have been so devastating. The police are stating that they will that charges will be bought against the mother. And um, I kind of feel like that that should be the case. I feel that anyone's under the age age of 18, not only should they pay the price, but the parents should as well. They should share the responsibility and that this is going to be done. I feel like it's necessary. It absolutely is necessary because you are the one that's over the age of 18 who purchased the actual weapon and or gun and you didn't securely have it locked away in your home or wherever, and your child got access to this weapon, and this is what happened. This is the consequence behind it. And I feel like, yes, this parent should be held responsible for this situation. Absolutely. So I agree if charges are bought against the parent because it should be. Absolutely. Okay, so moving on to a little celebrity uh, news because I just can't help myself. Okay, so let's get into the first um, topic that I wanted to talk about, a story I wanted to talk about. And this is about um, the football player Odell Beckham Jr. This is so wild. So there was an airline um, that he was on from going from Miami to Los Angeles. And he got on the plane. And um, so he was asleep uh, on the plane before the plane actually had taken off. And um, I guess there was a airline stewardess who tried to wake him to alert him to before the plane took off to uh, put on his seatbelt. And that he still was out of it and wasn't really responding to what was being said to him. So that just bought upon a alert, pretty much. Uh, I guess the policy is, is that if you see something that looks as if um, a person is in distress, that to alert someone. So they that alarmed them. Figuring that maybe he was ill, sick, and that he would not be able to continue with the flight from Miami to Los Angeles, uh, the amount of hours that they would be up in the air uh, without something seriously happening. So he was alerted to uh, to exit the flight, and he did not. They had to get police on to the flight to ask him to leave. And this was a big deal. So I, I mean, I get it. I understand that they did not want him to be on the plane for that many hours and that something seriously could have happened while up in the air. And then, then what, you know, so I get that part, but also too, what about the people who have a fear of flying and they take, some sleep aid or whatever before they get on the plane just so that they are not or they don't have anxiety or something of that nature. And this is wild to me because I'm thinking that what if that was the case and he wasn't ill? 
Um, so what what do you do in situations like that? Like you just make him exit the the plane and that's it? Like, or will they make him exit the plane, go through some type of evaluation, and then he's able to take another flight? That's an inconvenience altogether, but that was just a wild story to me because I think a lot of people have fear of flying and it's not that, but it's not that they are maybe on drugs or, I don't know, or maybe they're ill or something of that nature. But I guess he was just out of it, like to the point where they just really were alarmed. I'm thinking the protocol, it, it's to me, it's, it's, I think they did the right thing. Um, because you just don't want to risk it, you know, uh, being up in the air for a certain amount of time. And if you have no medical staff on board to take care of this person, that could become a real heightened situation. And I think they did what was right and that he was not responsive and was not waking up when they tried to wake him. This was the whole thing. I don't know if they could have done an evaluation before they had taken off and then let him get placed back on the plane. I don't know. But that was a very interesting story because, um, yeah, so Odell, he was not leaving. He was not leaving for the stewardess. He was not leaving for the police. He did not understand why he had to go. And um, I don't know. That's just a really tough situation because even if he goes on record and just explains why he was super extra tired, maybe he's just a hardworking man. You know, he's just exhausted. Because I know some people, if they're tired and they're sleeping, you will do nothing to be able to wake them if they're super uh, tired. They're they're just going to get their rest. So Maybe that was the case. I don't know. I don't know, guys. How do you feel? Do you feel that that was an issue where they had to just get all these people involved and, or maybe just a, they they could have just explained to him? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe explain to him the whole situation and what was going on and what they needed to do and we'll place you back on the plane. Oh, I, I just would like to have been a a fly on the plane at that moment. Fly on the plane, a fly in the plane, somebody on the plane. I would like to have known more about that situation because what was it like? Because I think that that was a whole situation. So that's tough. So moving on to more celebrity news, we're going to talk about Miss Lori Harvey. I feel like more and more she's in the news these days, these celebrity streets. Um, people are talking about her. So here we go. So I ran across a um, interview that she did with Adrienne Bailong. And um, Adrienne asked Lori, what was the biggest misconception about you? And Lori stated that there are many things that are not true about me. She um she was asked, well, what about the situation about you dating? Oh, no, Lori stated that one of the biggest misconceptions was that she dated a father and son. And Lori said that it wasn't true. And you know what? Good for her, because I'm going to tell you this. What I want to be true is going to be true about my dating life. <laughs> 
<laughs> about my dating life. No, um, it, I don't have to say anything. Okay, like, so, and if she did date the father and son duo, I mean, okay. You know, that's the way she's feeling, but she's not going to admit up to it. Even if she did for a hot second, oh, that never happened because I don't want it to have happened. (laughs) And good for her because she doesn't have to say anything she doesn't want to say. And um, if that's her truth, that's her truth. And I'm with her. It's like, whatever. Um, And staying on this topic, I heard that Lori Harvey makes guys sign NDAs. And I think this is so smart. Okay, period. Because this is how she's able to say things that she needs to say and keeps it classy because the whole thing about it is, is that she's dating. She's trying to figure out where she wants to be, if she wants to be married or who she wants to be with. And, um, To be in these committed relationships sometimes can be damaging for women and for men. And sometimes to protect yourself, if you have that type of status in the world, you probably need to make people sign NDAs because intimate things go on in a relationships. And sometimes people do not know how to just keep their mouths shut about a whole situation and they will just tell it to anybody who will listen just to hold a conversation sometimes. And I feel like she's protecting herself. And that's so smart because, yes, she wants to date. But the thing is, if she is not able to date quietly and date, you know, um, maybe privately, that something else has to be done. So what can be done? And then with her NDA, if you break it, baby, you have to pay one million dollars. I mean, so if you got the cash to fork over, she got the time. You can talk, loose lips. You, I guess you can say what it is that you want to say. And if there's other things attached to that, you probably will be paying more money, okay? Because lawyers and everything will probably get involved and this probably won't end well for you. So, and these guys probably like, okay, you know, whatever. Uh, if they want to be with her, they'll they'll do it. Like, and they've been doing it, a lot of them. So um, it's been working for her. And I say, good for her because some things you just have to protect and she's protecting her image. And if you get people like Drake who date you and you don't sign NDAs, you might be on another song. Or if you date people like Ariana Grande, I'm sorry, you might be... <laughs> You might be on a song or someone else. Like, you know, these are just the people, some of the people I know that write about their exes. So sometimes you just got to make people sign them and it could be a woman or a man. I mean, I think that sometimes we all have to protect ourselves because you know a person as well as you know them. Because as soon as you break up with them, they become totally different people that probably will tell all your business and then some and this NDA will keep their lips shut. And I don't think that it's not a bad idea, even for normal people. And, you know, you might get some men or some women like, I'm not signing that. But to me, I respect it. I respect the game because I feel like some things are not that private or not kept that private. And they should be when they are experienced between two people. And some people just don't play like that. 
Uh, yeah, so go, Lori. You know, I'm I'm with you, girlfriend. I feel like sometimes it is absolutely needed and you're being smart about it. Really quickly, one other topic. Did you guys hear about this ban that's going on in the United States that's going to be banning gas stoves, possibly? This is really bizarre because gas stoves are used in about, what, 40%, I think I read, 40% of households. And um, that's going to be wild if this happens. But they have like um, different toxins that are coming out of the stove that could cause like cancers and different things like that. And um, this is really crazy if you know, I have to do more research about this because is this true? Have you guys known about gas stoves? I, you know what? If you're dealing with gas, yes, I'm, I'm pretty sure some things are escaping, but to the point where it will cause cancer and things like that. Because if anybody knows who who cook meals and things like that, gas stoves do the job when it comes to making food dishes. But then when you have an electric stove or something of that nature, I don't know how um, elevated they have become these days, but they don't, what I used to know of, they didn't cook food really well (laughs) or, you know, properly and some things will be undercooked. So I don't know. Um, This will be, this will be very, very interesting if this um, is true. So I will be following this story just to see what um, comes from this whole thing that is being discussed. This is, uh, wow, this is scary if it is some truth to it. Like, this is just going to be amazing. So um, I look forward to see what's coming um, from this story. Okay, so moving on, our topic for this podcast episode. (sighs) Man. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have seen on TikTok or just being discussed uh, in the social media streets. Why do I keep saying streets? (laughs) But on social media, have you guys heard about Passport Bros? This is so crazy to me. Okay, so what's... What's behind Passport Bros is basically men of color who are going overseas to find women who they feel are going to be more feminine than um, Western women. So this is really interesting to me. I mean, (laughs) okay. So I guess Western women are too independent. They are too headstrong. I don't know. They are not submissive. All the things, right? Um, They feel that women are, the uh, Western women are too masculine. Okay, these men who are looking for women, um, they're looking for women to be traditional women. Women who cook clean, who take care of their men, um, things like that. But to tell you the truth, okay, because uh, I would not have a problem with doing all the things, okay? If this is something that my man wants me to do, 
I'll be more than happy to do the things and, and keep it together if this is what you want me to do. You're saying that you're going to take care of the household and things like that. Now, I'm not going to com- completely stop everything. Like I will have my little side things that I'm doing, but it will not interfere with the things that you want me to do and being that wife, right? But being realistic, who in the world, who, what men, I, mm, men who are able to really take care of everything are probably the men who have the means to do that. And right now, I think everybody's going through a cycle in their lives where Things have been changed and um, there needs to be a two income household. So the man who are going overseas to look for these women probably are men who have the means and things like that. And okay, so if that's your prerogative, that's your prerogative, I feel like, um, So what are these men saying to me, I feel, is that Black women are too independent. They're too strong. Um, They really want something out of life. So if you you have ambition or something like that, uh, you probably are not going to be that traditional wife material. Um. And to be honest, if we're just talking out loud here, if I'm just expressing myself, um, how many people of color have even been uh, out of the country or who even possess passports? So probably not many are going overseas to find women and things like this. But this passport bros thinks is just like so amazing to me. I just really cannot believe that men are wanting to go and find love overseas. I mean, it is their prerogative, but like, seriously, is it that deep that you just feel that you cannot tolerate? I don't know. But I think that we shouldn't even give this a lot of energy because I feel like this is something that's probably going to be temporary. Um, but again, if this is something that they're interested in, just let them be. Um, but also another thing, because I feel like the men that are going overseas to meet the women, these women are probably, I think that they are really intrigued by these men for sure. And if you come from a place where there you don't have uh, or you, you don't have the means for things and this person coming over to where you're from to basically, I guess, rescue you as a woman, that's probably very attractive. And I mean they may have motives as well and good for them because they might feel like, hey, okay, this guy, he says he's going to take me back to the United States and he's going to make a way for me. That's that's cool. And she could have other plans herself. So, I mean, I would go about it just that way, ladies. Mm-hmm. But then that's a, that's a, that's exploiting women as well because you know that 
this woman does not have the means and you know that she's going to find you attractive and you're going to prey on her because you feel as though this will be a better way for her. And she has everything that you're looking for. And um, why not? I think it's just so messed up. Like the thing is, it's just so weird. Like, I don't even understand why. I, I just don't understand why. It just is so mind boggling to me. And I feel that this whole thing with this going back and forth between um, women and men, brown women and men, black women and men, is that the conversations are going back and forth. I just really feel like we're not pleased with each other. (laughs) I feel like these conversations need to happen. We need to be conversing about this because there's a disconnect somewhere. There's a disconnect somewhere where we are not listening to each other because everything has gotten out of hand. Everything has gotten out of hand. I feel like at one point the men are not listening to the women and the women on some levels are not listening to the men. I think that women have stretched themselves with black men. I do. And this is my unpopular opinion, but I feel like the women have stretched themselves with the men and that it comes to a certain point that you just get tired. And when you stop paying attention or you stop catering like you do, now they're looking at us as if, oh, you don't take care of me. You don't support me. But we didn't look at when I was supporting you and giving you my all, you treated me like trash. And now that I'm just getting exhausted from the whole situation, now I don't support you. I'm not being submissive. I'm not being a traditional wife. But when I was being that person, you didn't appreciate it. But now that you're missing it and I'm not really settling for your crap, now you miss it. This is amazing to me because the tables are turning, but it's turning against us. Brown women, black women. And this can be in other races as well. I don't know if other races are having this situation, but, you know, it comes to a certain point where you are your everything for that person. And when they just don't take notice, you get tired. And it's like, no, I'm throwing my hands up and let me see what's on the other side. And that's just what it is. And maybe it's that way for certain men, too. Maybe they've tried, they've tried, they've tried with brown women, black women, And um, they're just to the point where it's like, okay, I can't do this because I'm I'm not winning in the dating pool or whatever or in the relationship pool with my own race. So maybe let me try looking outside, possibly. But I feel like there's a big disconnect. I feel like there's a disconnect somewhere. We're not listening and we need to start listening and hearing each other, having healthy conversations about these things. This is the only way this back and forth is going to stop. It's so funny because my son call it the calls it the red pill conversation. 
or blue pill. One of the things, one of the things he's, he states, but it's like hilarious. Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's just so amazing. Like I feel as though these discussions need to happen, but I don't feel as though they're happening in a healthy manner. And that's why the back and forth is uh, continuously going on. But yeah, that's all I wanted to talk about on this podcast episode. These passport bros is just ridiculous. Like, I think it's just something to come up with and to have a conversation about. And it's ridiculous. We need to just stop. (laughs) All right. So listen, if you want to follow me, please, please follow me on Instagram, Smooch's Podcast. Email me at smoochespodcast at gmail.com. Please rate, please rate. Ratings help the podcast. Please subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your family. Please become a part of the Smooches family. I do love you guys for always joining me on each podcast episode. I love you guys. And until the next time, Smooches.